Welcome on in. It is time to recap and react to Week 12 in the Big 12 Conference. I'm Pete Mundo. HeartlandCollegeSports.com is, of course, how you find us, how you join us each and every day. And Heartland College Sports Weekly is the show. It's our Sunday recap show. We get you set and take a look back at the week that was in the Big 12 Conference. And we'll just go in order for these games as we do each and every week. And be sure, of course, to leave your comments on Facebook Live We'll have this up on YouTube. We'll also have it up on the podcast as well. And that's the uh, place we're still putting up the most content up on the podcast. So be sure to join us there. Check us out there. And um, also we're brought to you by our friends at MyBookie.com. So MyBookie is the place where you can place all your Big 12 bets. Our picks went 4-1 yesterday. All right. Only game we missed was Oklahoma-Iowa State, which we'll get to here coming up. 4-1 4-1 last week. You got the last full slate this weekend. Big 12 championship game. Then you've got bowl season. So go to mybookie.com. Use our promo code BIG12. That's BIG12. And you get a 100% sign-up bonus using mybookie.com and our promo code. So please do go check that out, guys. It's a, a great way to support the site and also support a very important partner of ours. And you can use it for the NFL games as well. I mean, we're on the Chiefs today against the Cowboys, but uh, that's also because I'm biased up here in Kansas City. MyBookie.com, promo code BIG12. Let's get into it, and let's start off with Iowa State, Oklahoma. Boy, Iowa State is staring a 7-5 and season right down the barrel. I mean, they're 6-5 and right now. They got TCU this weekend. Let's be honest. Like, Here's the thing about Iowa State football. Two things can be true at once. You can believe that this has been a very disappointing season for Iowa State. And that a lot of people, players, have not lived up to expectations. You can say the coaching staff hasn't done its job. But you can also be appreciative for the fact that Iowa State is sitting at 6-5. and five, And you realize it wasn't all that long ago, pre-Matt Campbell that the thought process of being disappointed by going 7-5 and five is something you got to pinch yourself over. Both of those things can and should be true if Iowa State fans are being honest with themselves and with the rest of the fan base. But that game against Oklahoma yesterday, I mean, they had, they had opportunities. They couldn't get it done. They could not get the running game going, by the way. I mean, they rushed for 1.5 yards per carry. They, I mean, the Oklahoma front seven won them this game. Let's be very clear. The Oklahoma front seven won them this game, did a heck of a job. They racked up. I have to go back and look at the numbers. Let me pull them up here real quick. Oklahoma had seven sacks, 11 tackles for loss, and six quarterback hurries. They dominated that Iowa State offensive line. Dominated them. I mean, it, it, it was not even – Iowa State's offensive line never had a chance. Now, Brock Purdy tried to do too much, all right? Brock Purdy's got some Brett Favre in him. We all know that. But, boy, he got lucky. He got lucky to only have a couple of turnovers yesterday, right? I mean, that's – but the one at the end of halftime, that was, that was brutal. The one at the end of halftime, when you're sitting there in a tie game – you're in Oklahoma territory, and then you make a brutal mistake trying to do too much, and you end up, uh, you know, with Oklahoma taking the ball, stripping it the other way, and getting seven points. I, there were just too many mistakes, too many errors. I'm not saying it's all Brock Purdy's fault. It was not all Brock Purdy's fault. 
But darn, Iowa State could have won that game. I'm still not sitting here like really impressed by Oklahoma. Really impressed by the front seven on defense. But Caleb Williams is still trying to figure out what he is. I think Lincoln Riley's trying to figure out what this offense is, to be totally honest. And Caleb Williams, they used the running game more effectively, which was a smart move. Just work through the running game. Kennedy Brooks had himself a good game with over 100 yards. But this team, and I never thought I'd say this about a Lincoln Riley coach team, but it feels like it's got no identity on the offensive side of the ball. Now, if they play that way in the front seven on defense, they can win Bedlam. They can then go ahead and beat Oklahoma State again in a Big 12 title game, theoretically. And they should be definitely in the running for a college football playoff if they win the next couple of weeks and they're a one-loss Big 12 champ. But, you know, I'll get to Oklahoma State here coming up. To me, that's the best team in the Big 12 right now, bar none. That, that's the most complete team in this conference, not close, the Oklahoma State Cowboys. So I will get into that coming up here on, uh, on the show after Oklahoma beats Iowa State 28-21 yesterday. Uh, let's go to the next game. That was West Virginia beating Texas 31-23. How a, my, no bowl game for Texas, by the way. No bowl game for Texas. Nope. Texas 4-7, and seven, they've lost six in a row. First time since 1956. I mean, these are unfathomable numbers. And this was the first time in this six-game losing streak that Texas never led the game. Never led the game. Couldn't come back in this game. Uh, Jared Dagey had a couple of nice touchdown passes. The one to Sam James. Uh, I'm trying to think the other one in the right corner of the end zone. I don't know if that was, was that uh, the Winston Wright touchdown catch? I think it might have been the Winston Wright touchdown catch. But e- either way, Jared Dagey looked really solid on a couple of uh, very nice throws. He had time back there as well, which I didn't know if that was going to be the case or not. You know, I, I just I wasn't sure if the Texas defensive line was going to show up. They had a decent day. They had a couple of sacks, but Jared Dagey looked as comfortable as he's looked since West Virginia won those couple of games in a row a few weeks back. Three touchdowns, zero picks, 290 passing yards. And I haven't seen anything confirming this, but the belief is that Dagey didn't walk on senior day because he's coming back next year. And I've got mixed feelings on that because I think he's serviceable. But I, I don't know how West Virginia becomes more than like this 5-7, and seven, a 7-5 seven and five type of team with Jared Dagey at quarterback. But that being said, Garrett Green doesn't really look like he's ready. So uh, maybe a roll with Dagey. Now for Texas, it's a mess. It's a complete mess. This offense has regressed. I know B. John Robinson is out. He's done for the season with the elbow injury. But Casey Thompson and Hudson Card, neither of them looked very good yesterday. Casey Thompson played the worst game he's played, 4 of 14 for 29 yards and a pick. Uh, his QBR was 3.5. I mean, I could have played in that game and had a 3.5 QBR. I mean, it, that's horrible. That is terrible for Casey Thompson. So Hudson Card wasn't much better, 10 of 16, 100 and some odd yards and a score. But, oh, boy, that was tough. That was really tough for Texas. And Steve Sarkeesian's not going anywhere. I mean, he loses to Kansas State. They go 4-8. and eight. He's not going anywhere. But it really goes to show you. I mean, this program is just, it's in a bad place right now. 
It's in a bad place off the field. It's in a bad place on the field. You had former uh, Texas Longhorn and current CBS TV announcer Brian Jones, he's an analyst for them. He alleged that there was basically race was playing a role in from boosters who were demanding certain guys play. Chris Del Conte, the AD, has said that that's total BS. You can read about that on the website. Uh, just go to heartlandcollegesports.com and click on the Texas Longhorns team page. It's from a couple of days ago. I, I don't know what to believe anymore, but it is an absolute mess. Mess for the Texas Longhorns, sitting at 2-6 and six in the Big 12, 4-7 and seven overall. And I, have fun in the SEC. Seriously, I, I mean, geez, what were they thinking with this move? You could have dominated the Big 12, or at least had a better chance of dominating the Big 12. But when I say dominating, I don't mean just winning football games. I mean just owning the conference. The reality was the Big 12 did what OU in Texas wanted, and that would have continued. Now they're going to the SEC, and now they got to deal with all the other big shots at the table. They're not going to be able to bully their way around, and it's going to be tough on the football field. Tough on the football field. Matty Boy on Facebook Live, do you believe in Sark? No. Why would I believe in Steve Sarkeesian to turn this program around? Somebody tell me why I would believe. I want to believe in Steve Sarkeesian. But why, why would I? We've seen this song and dance. Charlie Strong, Tom Herman, Steve Sarkeesian, they got to get their guys. They got to turn around the program. They got to clean up the culture. Why is it that every time there's a new coach at Texas, there's a cultural problem? Maybe it wasn't the previous coach. Maybe it's deeper than that. I, I, I don't have the answer, but there, you can't sit here and tell me that you've got incredible confidence in Steve Sarkeesian. Why would you? Based on what? Brian, do you think they should have stuck with Herman? I said, and this is not revisionist history. I wrote about this last year. I talked about it on the show last year that I would have given Tom Herman. I thought Tom Herman deserved another year after uh, how they played in that. What was it? The Alamo Bowl. They beat up Colorado in. B. John Robinson went off. You got a great glimpse in the 2021. I thought Tom Herman deserved this year. That's just me. I thought he did. And this is not revisionist history. You can go back. I'll find the article. Maybe I'll, I'll share that on Facebook and Twitter after the fact. But I, I thought Tom Herman uh, deserved this year. I did. I know there were issues there off the field, but I thought he deserved another year. All right, let's continue through the afternoon. Uh, TCU. TCU beating Kansas 31-28. Uh, I loved my pick of Kansas plus 21. I loved it. And... Uh, thankfully proven right yesterday on that pick. How about Kansas, too? You know, they fall down 14 points. They come back in the fourth quarter, score 14 unanswered, and, you know, TCU wins on a last-second field goal, basically. Uh, this is not a Kansas team that's going to be losing games by three to five touchdowns in the Big 12 every week. It's just, it's not who they are. I love what Lance Leipold is building. I'm not sitting here and predicting Kansas is going to go on some massive winning streak anytime soon. That's not, that's not the point I'm making. That's not what I'm going for here. But this is a team that can compete, especially compete with the bottom half of the Big 12. And yes, Robert, good point on Facebook Live. All this without Devin Neal, their best running back, arguably the best player uh, for most of the second half. So uh, Jalen Daniels, by the way, 
we always hear about, you know, these stories of quarterbacks. They get benched. They want to hit the transfer portal. They leave. How about Jalen Daniels? So this dude plays last year as a freshman under Les Miles. Started, played most of the season last year at quarterback for Les Miles. This year, he got no run, basically. No run. Uh, Jason Bean, the North Texas transfer, was getting the reps. Miles Kendrick was getting the reps. Jalen Daniels did not get much of anything. This dude starts playing the last couple of weeks. Some injuries get in the mix. And then before this game against TCU, he could have either sat out the next two games to maintain his red shirt. He decided with his parents he wants to play. This guy burnt his red shirt to play for a 2-9 and nine Kansas team these last couple of games. And he played really well yesterday. 22 of 30, 250, uh, 250 passing yards, two touchdowns. He rushed for 37 yards. Uh, like, that is, is the kind of story that we should be telling in college football. Not the doofus that hits the transfer portal the second he gets benched. Jalen Daniels wasn't getting much run at all this year. He got it the last couple of weeks. He plays well, leads him to a win last week, burns his red shirt to play these last two games that generally are meaningless. And uh, that's, that's college athletics. That's a guy you root for in the Big 12. That's why I'm on the Jalen Daniels bandwagon, no doubt about that. But Kansas did give up in this game 326 rushing yards and four scores on the ground. They gave up 6.7 yards per carry. Uh, couldn't, stop, couldn't stop TCU on the ground. On that last drive, couldn't stop uh, Imari DiMercato on the ground. He was a beast on the final drive. TCU wins the game. And TCU can be bowl eligible with a win next week. All right, TCU, they, they, they can be bowl eligible with a win next week, taking on Iowa State. Not going to be easy, but you know what? Uh, it's not impossible. So still trying to figure out what TCU is going to do. There's not a lot to analyze, I would say, with this program right now, but uh, we'll see what happens. But I come out of that game thinking more and talking more about Kansas than I do thinking about uh, TCU based on how that game went. All right, let's go to next. Oh, Baylor, K-State. So Baylor has had K-State's number. All right, Baylor won this game 20-10 to in Manhattan, and they have won four in a row against K-State. They have won nine of the last 12 meetings between these two teams, Baylor. I mean, they've got K-State's number going back over a decade now. And Gary Bohannon went down with the hamstring injury, and Blake Shapin came in. Dude looked pretty good. He's got a big arm. He looked good, 16-21, 137 yards to carry the way. Now, it helped, you know, uh, some great plays were made on the ground, through the air. Treston Ebner had himself a solid game, especially when they needed him most, uh, was shaping in there. But overall, I mean, I, Baylor is right in the mix for a Big 12 title. I mean, if Baylor wins this weekend against Texas Tech and then Oklahoma loses to Oklahoma State, it's Oklahoma State and Baylor playing for a Big 12 title. That's Baylor in the Big 12 title game two or three years with two different head coaches. That's, that's a stable, that's a solid program. All right, that's what that is. Look at what Florida just fired Dan Mullen. All right, Baylor's in a good place as a football program. Now, you want to keep Dave Aranda? His name keeps coming up for a lot of jobs. I don't know what he would take. I feel like he's, I mean, he's got Southern Cal ties to USC. He obviously has LSU ties as the D.C. there. But one thing I keep hearing about Dave Aranda is that he's very self-aware. 
He's not one of these guys who sees an extra zero in the uh, paycheck and, you know, starts getting all giddy. That's not who Dave Aranda is. And I don't believe that's who he's going to be uh, in this offseason coaching search. But he's going to be a hot commodity. I promise you that. He is going to be a hot commodity. But why would you take the Florida job? You know, you go from winning 10 games a year, Dan Mullen, what is he, 5-6 and six or 6-5 six and five this year, and then they blow him out. Like, why? if you've got a spot like Baylor, why would you want that job? Somebody tell me what the appeal is of that job because I can't, I can't figure it out. Unless you've got ties there, personal or, or professional, that, like, he's got a really good job comparatively. Really good job. Dave Aranda can be the Baylor coach for a decade if things just keep up like this. All right, compete for the Big 12 uh, every few years, couple of years, whatever it might be, and, and you'll be in a very good place in Waco with a very solid program. So Baylor wins this game. They're 9-2 and two overall, 6-2 and two in the Big 12. K-State is 7-4 and four and 4-4 four and four in Big 12 play. And this is why I like Baylor, by the way. K-State beats the teams it's supposed to beat, but they lose the job. They lose the games that they're supposed to lose. I could not figure out why K-State was a favorite in this game. I thought that maybe it was a sucker bet, right? Everybody was on Baylor yesterday because Baylor was an underdog as a top 15 team. So people are just looking at it. The average fan is like, wait, I can get a top 15 team as an underdog? I know it's on the road, but that's a pretty good deal because people just look at rankings. I was on Baylor. I thought and I was worried it was a bit of a sucker bet, but it turned out to be the right one. Um, you know, Baylor's defense was very good. They kept Skylar Thompson in relative check and, uh, you got, you know, Deuce Vaughn had himself a game, but not much else was going on there for the K-State offense. What do we got? Pat writes, coach O to Baylor. What is this? Coach O to Baylor. Come on. Come on, fellas. Coach, coach O needs to be, uh, taking some time on the beach with his girlfriend or girlfriend's as the rumors went, all right, that's what needs to happen there. Scott writes, I trust Blake's shape, and if he needs to start the next game. I would, too. I would, too. No doubt. I'm, I'm with you there 100%, Scott. I would absolutely do that. All right. So, uh, Baylor getting a win over K-State right in the Big 12 title hunt. Then, the nightcap. Oklahoma State. How about them pokes? Let's go. Oklahoma State getting a 23 to nothing win, shutting out Texas Tech, a Tech team that just scored 40-plus in Iowa State. This is, I mean, it's ridiculous how good Mike Gundy's team is right now and how well they're playing, how complete of a team they are. This team is so much damn fun to watch. And this is a team that, I, if your team is out of it, like, you should be rooting for Oklahoma State. This team just plays unbelievable defense. If this... If Oklahoma or Texas were playing this kind of defense, I mean, the guys at ESPN, oh my goodness, they'd be pitching their tents and just, oh boy, they'd be losing their minds. Losing their minds watching this team and talking about this team. There was a stat last night I saw during the game. The last 48 drives for Oklahoma State's defense. 32 punts, 5 takeaways, 3 field goals, one touchdown in 48 drives. Un, you, that is unbelievable numbers. If Alabama was doing that, I mean, these guys, oh, gosh, they'd be flatulating. Oh, 
I don't even want to talk about what they'd be doing to themselves. I mean, it, it wouldn't be safe for work, all right? You couldn't watch these videos at work, what, these, what Paul Feinbaum would be doing to himself uh, live on the air if Alabama's defense had a little tidbit like that to share. Oh, gosh. Unreal. Unreal. So Oklahoma State pitching that shutout. The committee better start respecting this damn team. That's all I'm going to say. If they win the next two games and they beat Oklahoma and then they beat Baylor again, that'll be two top 15 wins. Oregon is out. The Pac-12 is out of the playoff. So that opens up a spot. I mean, the, the one-loss Oklahoma State team deserves to be in today a college football playoff. All right? Now that we know the Pac-12 is out, they deserve that. And I hope the committee starts throwing some respect on the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Spencer Sanders is just playing effective football. He's not trying to do too much. He's never going to be Brandon Weeding back in 2011. This is not that team. But this is a team that, by the way, can beat Oklahoma because they're not trying to be Oklahoma light with, you know, explosive offenses and no defenses and, you know, just having three and four star guys instead of four and five star guys. This defense travels. This defense is legit. It's top three in the country. And I, Caleb Williams has not been good. If Oklahoma's going to win this game against Oklahoma State this weekend in Bedlam, like they're going to have to win at 13-10. Because I don't see how Caleb Williams is going to get anything going against this Cowboys defense. I just don't see it. I don't. And pitching a shutout like they did, I mean, that is incredible. Incredible what Mike Gundy's defense is doing. And boy, do they deserve much more respect nationally than they're getting. Much more respect. For Texas Tech, I mean, it's kind of what you expected. I don't think Donovan Smith's the answer, but the dude's going up against one of the best defenses in America, so I'll cut him a little bit of slack. But overall, Texas Tech yesterday had 107 total yards. 107 total yards and uh, 25 rushing yards on 26 carries. You're talking about one yard per carry. Unbelievable. Throw in any questions, comments here on heartlandcollegesports.com. I'm Pete Mundo. Great to have you guys on Facebook Live. We'll throw this up on YouTube as well. Scrolling back, just trying to look at some of the comments that I've seen here uh, throughout the show that maybe I haven't got to. But overall, uh, what do we have here? You need to see the SEC shorts on Texas not wanting to join the SEC. It's hilarious. I have not seen that. I will try to find that, though. That does sound good. Jared writes, Bedlam is going to be nuts. Yep, it is going to be nuts. Absolutely nuts. OU is a one-point favorite going into the game. I don't get it. Uh, That's from Dustin. That is weird, but just remember, all right, the committee likes the Blue Bloods. Excuse me. Vegas likes the Blue Bloods. And Oklahoma State has been undervalued against the spread this season. Oklahoma State, after covering yesterday, we had a minus 10. All right? Oklahoma State is 9-0 against the spread in their last nine games. 9-0 against the spread in their last nine games. For whatever reason, Vegas is getting its butt kicked by the Cowboys because they're not putting respect on the pokes, just like the committee's not putting respect on the pokes. All right? Um, But yeah, this is going to be unbelievable. I hope, I 
I haven't seen an announcement from College Game Day. I, but uh, do we know what College Game Day is doing yet? Has anybody seen that, what College Game Day is doing yet? Let me look it up here real quick. If you have, please chime in if you know what College Game Day is going to be doing next week. They should be. They should be at Bedlam. But I have not seen any announcements. No, no announcements yet from College Game Day on what they're going to be doing. So we'll see. Seems like... Uh, Seems like a no-brainer here. Nope, no one's seen it either. So, yeah, they have not announced that yet. That's going to be interesting. All right, guys, great to have you on board. Uh, to do Oklahoma State, Michigan, OSU, OU, or Ole Miss. Uh, Ole Miss, who the heck's Ole Miss playing? Ole Miss, Mississippi State? Is that who they're playing? I imagine, right? Yeah, it's rival. Yeah, but that's on third. But those games are all different days. So... I can't think in the past what they've done, but I I, I don't know. I don't know. That's, yeah, Ohio State. I, I mean, I get the Ohio State-Michigan thing, but that's, you know, yeah, no, that's Saturday. You're right. I'm bl- I had a brain fart there. That's Saturday. Oh, boy. Well, I'll tell you what. Big noon kickoff could be a bedlam or college game day could be a bedlam. I don't know if they'll both end up going to Ohio State, Michigan. One of them should go to Bedlam. They'd be smart to go to Bedlam. That's what they would be smart to do. All right, guys, hop on with MyBookie.com. Use our promo code BIG12. It's a great way to support this site, help this site grow. They've been huge partners of ours, and we want to reward them with our business and your business at MyBookie.com. And the promo code BIG12 doubles your sign-up bonus. That's what it does. You put in 100 bucks, you get 200 just right out of the gate. So please uh, use them. I use them for our bets. We went 4-1 and one yesterday on the picks, so we're back on track. Last full slate of games this weekend, the NFL today, then the Big 12 Championship and Bowl season. It's going to be great. So please go uh, check them out. And a free Heartland College Sports koozie is available. Let me pick one up for the Facebook Live crowd. Hang tight there. One sec. All right, and the YouTube crowd. Grab these. By leaving a rating and review on iTunes and send me a screenshot of your rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. That's how you get a free koozie. All right? Those ratings and reviews take a minute, and it's a great way. It's how we keep rising the rankings in iTunes. So we appreciate you guys. Have a great day. We'll talk to you this week. It's Thanksgiving week. We still got a lot of content coming your way, so be sure to check it out on heartlandcollegesports.com. Take care, guys. We'll talk to you soon.